Let's pray. Lord, I just come to you, God. Just, um, just pray for all the prayer requests, Lord. Just send them all to you, Lord. And whoever's going through our times, Lord, whatever anybody's going through, Lord, I just pray that you lift them up in your great and amazing hands, Lord. Just comfort them, Lord. Lord, uh, I pray, Lord, that I don't speak today. My mouth is closed and my tongue only is for you, God. And Lord, Lord, I pray that, Lord, no matter what we go through, Lord, that we remember it's going to be worth it. Lord, I can't wait for the redemption, Lord. I can't wait to come see you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Nick said when you're a preacher or teaching, you can turn down the, the thing. So I'm going to go over here because I'm, it's bad when you get sweat on your glasses. I mean, <laughs> what's the lowest I can get it to? I, Oh, never mind. It's pretty low. Never mind. Well, I guess we're just praising the Lord. Yeah. All righty. How y'all doing today? Excellent. I like that. Well, all righty. We're going to start in Matthew 5.43. Everybody ready? Carson, you ready? All righty. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may, you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. Hug me, CJ. Um, man, it's hard to like start this off without telling you the whole the main thing and that's uh, the biggest thing that pointed out to me right here first of all love man you can't have God without love that's the whole that's what this whole thing is about right here verse 45 really points out to me it says that you may be the sons of your father in heaven could you cut my mic down Hello. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, man. Okay. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes... Okay. Now, let's start right there. Right? Heaven. Um, the only way... Now, this, this said... Now, he's the great Father of all fathers. Y'all know that, right? I mean, he's God. You know? In order for you to be sons and daughters, you must love your neighbor. That's, a, it's the, that's the biggest point right here. And that, that just really spoke out to me. And plus, and this, I didn't put it in my nose, but I was looking at this and I always think, you know, Jesus has a sense of humor. I mean, he's got to. I mean, in Proverbs it says, you know, you know what a rich man and a poor man have in common? God made them both, you know. <laughs> so he says, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. So, in other words, you know, why should I love Kevin more than I love Ronnie? That ain't right. That, that ain't God. That ain't God. Okay. Now, the love that we're talking about here is, um, y'all know how, uh, you know, uh, Jesus was praying, praying in the garden, and he said, my, my betrayer is near. And all these soldiers came walking up, and Peter cut off one of their ears. Well, Luke is the only one that states this, I, I believe, from what I studied uh 
he healed that guy's ear. The guy that was coming to get him and torture him and put him on a cross, made him walk up hill with a cross on his back, he healed his ear. That, that's the love I'm talking about today. That, that's Jesus' love right there. All right. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, Kevin had this big message about giving. You get blessings to give them. I'm going to tell you the biggest blessing that God gives us, and that is love. I mean, that, you know, without love, his son wouldn't have came down here and died for us. That is, that's love. So we get love to do what? Give it. All right. Now, to my lesson. So why should Christians love? We're going to be in 1 John. There's five reasons to this. And I'm just going to tell you the first one. So you'll stay tuned for the second one, third one, fourth one, fifth one. Uh, sort of like commercials. <laughs> uh, verses 7 and 8 uh, shows that God, this number one, God is the essence of love. Oh, my bad. First John uh, 4, 7. Um, God is the essence of love. You ready, Carson? Yeah. All right. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Start right there. Essence in the Hebrew Greek, we looked it up, means the most important ingredient. Now, God is the most important ingredient of love. And I, I, I struggle myself. I mean, I just realized it back there when I was studying, my bad. And, uh, Man, I'm telling you, this popped in my head, and I knew I was going to forget it. Uh, the most important ingredient. So in order to show God, because if you show love, you're showing God. I mean, and it, so when you show love, God is the most important ingredient in it. It's sort of like making chicken stew without putting the chicken in it. You know what I mean? And it ain't good. It ain't good. I mean. Now, the big thing about this is, you know, the love that I'm talking about. I See, I had this confusal. I was thinking that word. Uh, I thought, you know, you, you, are, you are supposed to love everybody inside. You are supposed to do that. I mean, that's just what you're supposed to do. But let's face it. I mean, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, how many people are y'all? I mean, you can just think of one person right now. Every single time you see him, your belly starts. If it's starting to clinch, right? Well, this is the deal. It's not about you loving them on the inside. It is. But the big thing about it is it's how you show it. If you sit there and you show anger towards them and you show hatred to them, that's living in hatred. Another thing that I realized, um, have you ever, like, started to, you know, I, I can't stand tea. And Miss Angie, Kelsey's mom, makes the best tea in the world now. I mean, that's, just how, I, that, that's how I feel about it. But I hated tea. I lived in hatred towards tea. And then uh, I started drinking it and drinking it and drinking it and drinking it. And eventually I started liking tea. So what I'm saying is if you show love to that one person constantly, you're going to start loving them. You're going to start knowing stuff about them and you're just going to start loving them. And that just popped in my head. Uh, uh, well, God told it to me, let's put it that way. Um, so if you are of God, you must show love. 
First uh, John two ten. Y'all in my notes, I put wow, wow. You know, this just really sticks out to me. Uh, he who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. How many of us stumble? <laughs> How many of us just walk up, oh, you know, just start tripping over the rocks Satan throw in front of us? How many of us do that? Well, I'm going to tell you something that's going to tell you how not to stumble. Second Peter 1.5. I just told you something, but, you know, I mean, I'm going to tell you something else, you know. Yes, sir, I think you might beat me to it. Now, I learned an interesting thing about this. Kevin preached about this the first time. When he first started preaching, he started preaching about this. I told him I loved it, and he was like, yeah, I preached about that the first time I was here. And I was like, oh, you know, it kind of made me feel bad a little bit. But, but you know. Uh, but also, for this reason, giving all diligence, add, to, add your faith virtue to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness. And this is saying all the stuff that you got to add, 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 add. To godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. Listen, all that stuff right there, all that stuff, just got summed up into one word. And I loved what she said. It ain't just a word. <laughs> I mean, if it's just a word to you, you know, you need to read. And then skip down here to 10. Therefore, brethren... Be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. All this stuff sums up into love. And man, would I love not to stumble. Man, wouldn't that be great? I mean, that'd just be awesome, you know? Oh, man. Wouldn't, okay. Oh, no. We're going to second reason now. Uh, oh, no, we're not. We're still in verse 8. Here we go. Verse 8. Where am I at? Verse 8, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. This is my favorite topic, y'all. Religious hypocrites. Man. <laughs> this, is, this is true. I mean, people can go around and say they're of God. They can, do, they can do everything godly. But if they don't love, they don't know God. I mean, it's as simple as that. I love that, for God is of love, which pretty much says he's the most ingredient of love. All right, for the second reason, because we follow God's example. He has shown us through giving his only begotten son. We, we, follow, we love because we follow God's example. This is in verse 9 and 10. I got a good one for y'all. In this, in this, the love of God was manifested toward us. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world. That we might live through him. And this, and this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation means mercy seat for our sins. Um, Alright, I want everybody to close your eyes really fast. I want you to think about the one person 
that you cannot stand. I want you to, and listen, I'm not trying, you know, what's this youth doing, you know? He's trying to make us get angry in church. No, I want you to think about the one person you can't stand. When you see him, your fist clenches. You can't stand him. Now, I want you to imagine getting whipped till everybody could see your ribs and your bones. Putting a cross on your back and carrying it up a hill. Getting, nail, getting nails through your hands up on that cross. Now you can open your eyes. Now imagine doing all that for that one person. Because that's what Jesus did for us. We got to follow his example. And that is one of the greatest examples he gave to us. That is true love. I mean, man, if Christ wouldn't do that for me, I wouldn't want him to. You know, but he did it because he loved us. And I, I mean, that just, that blows, that blows my mind. I don't know about yours. Uh, verse 11 states, beloved, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Kevin told me about this story. And uh, we're going to go to it. Matthew 18. This goes really good with it. And it's in the notes. MacArthur notes. So we're going to go to it. Verse 21. No, 1821. Yeah. You got it, Carson? Yeah. All right. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and forgive me? Up to seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a uh, certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. But as he was not able to pay his master, pay his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me. I will pay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with the compassion and released him and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denaries, um, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me. I will pay you all. And he would not, but he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. I'm going to stop right there. My breath's getting out of breath. No, I'm just joking. Um, sum this all up. The great king is God, of course. And we as Christians are the servant that's over the other servant. Well, if God forgave us and God loves us, why don't we love the world and forgive them? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how many times I've held grudges before. That, that just ain't happening. I mean, God, you know, I'm glad God don't hold grudges on me. I'm very glad of that. Um, back to First John. It just points into that direction because... Uh, Verse 11 says, Beloved, if God so loved us, as in us, the church, we also ought to love one another. So that points back to, so if that king forgave him, we need to forgive others. So God so loved us, we love others. 
Um, something really big is a lot of people, and I don't know how many people, I don't know how many times I've said this. Well, Christ died for my sins. You know, I, you know, he did that so I could do this. No. Uh, one reason why is because, yes, he did die for our sins and he loved us. Another huge reason that a lot of people look over is that God did it so we could follow an example of him. So we would show the love that he bestowed on us. And without that love, I mean, we'd be on our way to hell. I mean, it's true. Um, we're going to go to reason three now. Yeah, see, y'all are probably going to think I was preaching for another 50 minutes again, huh? <laughs> uh, Reason three, <laughs> love is the heart of a Christian's witness. Um, verse 12, I put wow again. These two verses meant wow, you know. No one has seen God at any time. No one. I'm talking about the full image. Moses saw his hind end, but nobody has seen God. Uh, I mean, uh If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. So, are y'all showing love? I mean, nobody's seen God. The only God people get to see is us, is us Christians, us well Baptist Church, if you want to just sum it up into that. Or me, or Kevin, or Nick, or Ronnie. I mean, it's, it's, our goal on here is not to make money. I mean, it, it's, you know, money's good to take care of your family, but our goal is if we're making money, we better show God while we're doing it. The whole point, and, you know, what's that song? I'm down here for your purpose. I can't think of the song, but his purpose is for us to show him. And uh, the biggest thing that I think about right here, just thank you, Lord, <laughs> popping to my head is uh, I was going to preach about, uh, teach. I was going to teach about um, how... It's our fault that people aren't getting into heaven. And it goes to Matthew 23, the biggest religious hypocrite thing. And some of my favorite verses. Uh, it says, who are you to shut the doors of the kingdom to somebody? And what I think about that is that if you don't, if you see somebody and they come up and talk to you, and, I and I'm, I'm not saying, you know, this is if you're too scared to. And I'm not talking about if you forget to. I've done it before, and I've been too scared to before. And you don't tell them about God before they walk away. Ronnie told me one day. Ronnie told me, he was like, man, I was talking to this guy, and he walked away, and I was like, oh, did I tell you about that? And he just walked away. You know, it's our, it's God left it up to us to spread his glory, to show his love. Amen. All right, this is really big. Huh? A lot of people think, you know, I want to save this person. I want to save that person. We're not here to save anybody. We're here to show them who can save them. That's right. Amen. I mean, it's this God. I'm just letting all y'all know if you didn't know. You know, it's, it's Jesus. You know, He can save them. So we're here to show them that, and the way we do it is by love. All right. I, I switch this around. I know y'all heard this. It usually says, uh, "What does it say? Preach at all times. Show love at all times." And if necessary, use words. And I switched around. It usually says, uh, what, spread the gospel at all times. And if necessary, use words. Love. 
all times, if necessary. Use words. And I got some examples. Youth are going to get a little mad at me. I got mad at myself and I had to do this. Do the dishes without being asked. If you you see some dishes in the the sink, you go over there and do them. And I'll tell you what, I used to be one of them boys that sat on the couch all full. My mom would come pick the plate off of my lap. That was me. And uh, I started, you know, putting it on the counter. And then I started rinsing it off. I was like, it just ain't enough. You know, especially especially if you're trying to witness somebody. I mean, a lot of your parents come to church, but parents that don't go to church that you have, do the dishes for them. I mean, I mean oh, I'm too lazy, too. Laziness is a man that sticks his hand in a bowl and is too lazy to eat what he got. You know what I mean? And I don't think any of us are like that. We like food, popcorn, you know. Who, who does this? And then just, like, leaves it there. Nobody does. So, I mean, youth, get up off your butts and do something around the house. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Uh, adults. And find that one person you don't, that, that you thought about when I told you the thing about go invite them to lunch. And I know that's going to be hard. And pay for them, too, so get ready for a bill. Because they don't like you either. They're going to order the most imp- biggest thing on there, ribeye steak or whatever. Um, but go take them out and just talk about God and how his love has manifested to us. Because that's, that, that's the whole point in getting the blessing to give it. So that's just an example. for You know, I'm not an adult, so I don't have that many good examples. It's just sort of hard. I mean, I mean parents, if you want to clean your children's room for them without asking this, that'd be fine. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just joking. All right, the reason for. Mm. You know, this was the hardest one for me to get through my mind. Love is our assurance that God is in us and we are in him. I want to, I mean, this is just, it blew my mind. I, I, I really didn't get it till back there. I'm talking, I, I was listening to Mighty to Save back there too, just saying how God is mighty to save. Um, Love is our assurance that God is in us. Love is God sending his son down there for us. Love is our assurance that our Savior has came up from the grave, that we have a living God in us. And I also put a little note down. If you have to question if it's of God or not, and you still want to do it, ask if it's because you love God. Because and a lot of people say, you know, if you've got a question, don't do it at all. And that is true. I mean, usually, you know, you don't need to be doing it. But if you do it because of, uh, just ask if there's love in it. And if there's love in it, for God, for God, you've got to make sure it's for God. And, and, you know, even if I went to buy Kelsey a new fish, uh, i got to make sure I do it for God, not for her. And, yes, it's good to do it for her, but you got to make sure everything is with God, for God, just everything is about God in your life. Sorry, Kevin, I'm giving you the death stare, just, just staring at you. <laughs> uh, man, this microphone is sweaty. Uh, that's uh, reason four. Reason five. 
Well, I like this one. Makes you just want to jump up and down. I'm telling you. Love is the boldness in judgment. Let me read it to you. We're down here in verse 17. Oh, man. Y'all should have told me to read scripture. Y'all, y'all got to keep me up to date with that. Let me read uh, the reason for it came from verse 13 through 16. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. We know. I want you to. We know. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. That's where it all comes from right there. The, the, the point, just pointed out to me right now. Whoever confesses and loves God is the assurance that God is in us. And we have known and believed that the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Which goes back to the whole which goes back to the whole thing. If we abide in love, God oh man. God abides in we if we abide in love, God abides in us. And that's the assurance. The love is the assurance. So, verse 17. The boldness in judgment, man. How many of y'all want to go to judgment? Instead of thinking about all the stuff you did, and the Lord only knows that, walking out there and being, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd love to do that. And you know, like the other day, strive to get through the narrow gate. The way you strive is with love. Um, That comes from verse uh, 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in in this world. And number 18, it goes along with it, because you don't have no fear in judgment. But I just love this. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. What I think of that, put Satan where fear is. There is no Satan in love. But perfect love cast out Satan because fear, in, I mean, because Satan involves torment. So in closing, man. And I'm really doing it. I'm really doing it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to Romans 13. I got more after closing. You know, no. (laughs) You know, this is pretty big stuff right here. I mean, this isn't no little stuff. Oh, no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Fulfilled all the, oh man, Ten Commandments. Uh, For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, all, all are all summed up in the saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm to a neighbor Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So I ask you, can you commit adultery if you love your spouse? Love, unconditional love. 
Can you murder somebody if you love God? And that's it. It means in the head, too. I mean, it, it says it in the book, in the greatest book of all. Uh, would you steal from somebody if you love God? Would you covet if you love God? And all this can be summed up as you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And that just, you know, every, everything in the Bible can be summed up in that. The Bible could have said love your neighbor as yourself. And nothing else could have been said. I mean, as long as you show love, it's God. Finally, uh, I ask you, are you walking every day like you're supposed to? Are you showing people God's love through your actions and words? And, man, are you, are you doing everything because you love God or because you want the attention?